Alright, I guess I just wait here by the gate. Oh, welcome back, bud. Ah, they said you were feeling better. Yeah, hey, I'm so sorry. I wasn't myself during the previous cycle skit. <laughs> I can't believe I almost turned you into a coat. Don't worry about it, man. I, I get it. You know what? I, I'm ready to get the show back on the road. Yeah, back and better than ever. He hello? Who, who's that? Oh, it, it's no one. Uh, sir, please stop calling. We are no longer accepting what? sponsorships what? from you. Give me that. Yes, please, God. Sponsor us. No, stay back. Nicholas Hacks, you've killed so many of us. The My Pillow family will never be the same. This is getting confusing. Face me, you fiend. Hello, dearie. Wait, remember me? Oh, no. Oh, it's good to be back. They said they would never come back. That they couldn't come back. Welcome to another episode of the podcast from the Black Lagoon. Where we metaphorically slice and dice our way through horror films of old and new. I'm Brian, a grilled cheese connoisseur. I'm Nicholas Alexander Hacks. Man in drag. Again, I don't think you're prepared for this one. <laughs> but, I am prepared. Man okay. in drag. Oh. Let's, we're going with this. Okay. All right, uh, so tell us what we watched. <laughs> so, if you couldn't tell by the title, we are watching Psycho 2, uh, the direct sequel to Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. And I have to say, I'm really happy that they brought back Anthony Perkins to play yeah. Norman Bates. Because um, I, I can't see anybody else playing Norman they, they kind of stayed true to the to the original character and the way his mannerisms and the way that he interacts with other characters is so just he's like shy but he's also got this like weird tone you know what I mean yeah shows the social social awkwardness yeah which i kind of I, I, i've got a lot to say really... about that and gets the film yeah Where, where's our inaccurate synopsis oh right where is our inaccurate synopsis wow wow i'm caught slacking again you should fire me okay do you not so, have one that's right we no can... no i no i have one okay. uh, i wasn't gonna be like okay you got you're gonna have to give me like 20 minutes to write this all out so psycho gotcha. 2 sometimes we all need a little therapy to get back on track and sometimes it feels like the world is against you at all odds even off-brand ron jeremy yeah that's right with his thick undesired sauces is out to get you will you break or will you persevere not the most informative but creative and if you want to understand half the things Nick just said, you have to watch our, our Psycho 2 reaction video. That is on okay. Black Lagoon Network, which is on YouTube. You can Correct. go ahead and check that out. I guess we're ready for the guts of the film. When there's no more room in hell, 
the dead will walk the earth. I was yeah. uh, so this was recommended to us on our psycho movie reaction in the comments. Um, if you guys are li- if you guys were the ones that uh, recommended this to us, then thank you uh, for watching and thank you for listening and thank you for recommending this because they said this was the most underrated sequel, and I definitely never heard anybody talk about this film whatsoever it's always been psycho one and i think that's kind of a shame because this movie feels like it blows the original movie out of the water um everything i don't think it has go ahead everything feels like it should when it when it's a sequel everything is upped the, the, the dial has been turned and the ante is upped and oh my god there's just so many awesome things about this film that I can't even like wrap my brain around it so uh, I'm going to go ahead and let you um, give your thoughts on this movie while yeah. I kind of process what we just watched I, I really liked it I'd never even heard of a sequel I, I don't think it comes within a mile of Psycho 1, for reasons that I'll, I'll break down and get to the film. But as far as the sequel goes, this is probably almost the best version we could have gotten. Um, there were a few decisions near the middle of the movie that really made it lose some traction for me, or some momentum for me. Mm. But I was really impressed with the route that they took on this, and making making Bates uh, kind of an empathetic character. Uh, it, it works so well where he's trying he's trying so hard to stay sane and he's being honest with people and really doing his best not to lose it but he has to go back to that house I was there for it I liked it it got kind of kind of weird and and a bit um, I guess the plot had some movements that I thought were a bit questionable and cheap but for the most part it was fantastic it was tense it kept me engaged for two and a half hours which is hard to do um i don't think it completely justifies that runtime but i think the perfect little little microcosm of in this film that kind of reminds me of the uh, uh, what the entire film is like is the beginning how bizarre it is that they showed footage from the original movie not even the full sequence um and then initially then cut right yeah. into Psycho 2 and the color the, bled through. The classic shower scene. Yes. And that was such a... It's an interesting idea. It was kind of creative to let the color bleed in and then we see a much older Bates and the, the story starts unfolding and it shows that there's such a rift between the first movie and this one. And in, in as far as style goes, as far as how the plot unfolds goes, as far as a lot of things go, But if if you can watch this movie and kind of take it in its own, it's really interesting. And I think it adds to to um, it adds to Bates as a character where we see how how much that inner struggle is affecting him, where he really is trying to be good. And there is good in him. And Mm. that was what drove the film. There are other kind of additional things that weighed it down a bit. But having just kind of rooting for Bates the whole time was really interesting. And I think yeah. this is one of the best, again, one of the best ways a sequel could have been done. 
that's probably the reason why I love this movie so much is because you wouldn't imagine rooting for somebody like that. But again, he he he's schizo. He's he's like seeing hallucinating things and uh, trying to stay calm and really try to figure out what is a hallucination, what isn't a hallucination in his uh, his point of view. So to see that turmoil, the, the, the struggle that he goes through is something that I, I, I really enjoyed. Yeah, Watching somebody sad. struggle with mental health is very sad. Yeah, it's very yeah. sad. And it's like you feel sorry for this person because he, he went through a traumatic experience as a child. And then he went through yet another traumatic experience where he had like a, a personality uh disorder um dysphoria i guess to where you know his mother is taking over and killing people and or mother because we we find out this like huge twist that just kind of feels like it comes out of nowhere I, Mm -hmm. i i think and honestly kind of um tarnishes the original I, I don't know. I, am I am I right to to assume that it, it tarnishes the the originals? I, I don't line? know about tarnish. If, if any if any movie has the authority on canon, it's the first one. Mm. That is the one that is on every objective measure a better film and a more artful and masterful film. Yeah. Even if on the subjective level, we like you and I kind of agreed, it didn't grab us like some of our favorite horror movies have. This film is easier to watch. It doesn't strive to be anything more than it has to be. It's just a sequel to a really big movie. It doesn't try to be better than. It It, it doesn't even attempt. It's just, we're going to sell this on solid plot and some really intense sequences. And they do that. They know what they want to be, and they don't strive to be anything more. And that's why it works so well. Then they do take a huge, kind of a lofty idea and say the whole time his mom isn't his mom. It's the sister right. of... It's the sister of his real mom, and the real mom's still alive for a short period of time <laughs> And um, after he finds out. So that didn't feel like they earned it because it almost seemed like they just wanted a big ending, and the only way they could get the big ending is with a shovel to the back of her head and then for us to go full circle. All this time, all this psychiatric help, now we're right back to where we started with a dead girl in the house, and he thinks the mom's alive, and it just, oop, none of it mattered. I, I don't feel like that was earned, but it is an interesting ending. Yeah. It, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know how I feel about the ending, personally. Like, I kind of wanted to see Norman persevere, but at the same time, I kind of had this feeling like he's going to just fucking lose it by the yeah. end of this movie, because he was already struggling to maintain his psyche, and it was just slowly being chipped away one inch at a time so uh, and it's it's yeah it's very it's very sad and i really hated uh mother loomis mm-hmm. for fucking <laughs> fucking with norman because he really like he didn't like i understand her like i said in the reaction i understand her grief and everything but leave the man alone he's trying to like get his life back in order he had a traumatic childhood and 
you know, just drove him crazy. And he went through therapy to to get his life back in order. Yeah. So for you to, like, set him all the way back is just so messed up and not right. Um, yeah. And, regard- and the regardless irony, of, course, of your... She kind of had to become the killer to mm-hmm. set him back. And yeah. the the thing was, like, Norman Bates, like I kind of mentioned in the reaction, is, like, simultaneously the protagonist and the antagonist. They're two different parts of him. And the Norman Bates that we relate to really isn't even a creep. He's just a really broken guy and who means really well. This other side of him, not like some some uh, superficial like compartmentalization stuff like, like Ted Bundy being like, well, that was the other me. It's like, no, it was you through and through. In this case, he actually is mentally ill you and actually what? has that like separate partition in his mind that separates his mom from him. And that, that other side is the antagonistic side that he blacks out during, you know? I just put two and two together. So uh, I completely forget her name. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis's mom, the one who got the iconic yeah. scene in the shower. Mm-hmm. Uh, her sister in the movie was the mother Loomis. Mm. She got with um, with Loomis, and they had a kid together. So when she said that her aunt, you know, he killed your aunt, she's talking about her sister. Right. I just put right. two and two together. That is, I love it when that happens. That feels so <laughs> nice. Uh, it's very, it's a very rare treat for me, people, because <laughs> I'm not, I'm not all that bright. I'm like a golden retriever, <laughs> sitting over here just like. I love pets and back scratches and belly rubs. And if you feed me, I'm fall in love with you. Um, so yeah, uh, not confirming that I'm a furry cause I'm not a furry, but anyways, well, uh, um, so yeah, I, I really love the way that whoever directed this movie, whoever was behind the camera there were some very interesting shots like the the, the tilted uh the tilted camera when norman's walking up to the mm-hmm. house I, I really liked that shot it was well uh articulated and uh i think there were there were like two camera shots that stood out the rest of it was serviceable mm. and didn't try to be anything more and it was like efficient and i think that's fine i felt like those two little moments were like nods to the really kind of edgy filming that that we saw in the first one where the camera would spin and like it just these really unique angles that that were really disorienting and, and fun to look at yeah so i, I think that was okay yeah, yeah. I, and there, there were other elements like the score in the first one felt really iconic this score kind of blended into the background which is a score needs to do nothing more than that right but mm-hmm. it didn't yell out to me as being spectacular I really do feel like this movie really ran on its plot and it was pretty well written. Again, we were sitting here for two and a half hours, pretty engaged trying to figure out what all is going on. And the screenwriters did a good job about really keeping it vague the entire time. Whenever you thought you got an answer, they kind of took it away from you and gave you an alternative. And that worked really well, even if I didn't always agree with how they presented it. I really did like it. Um, 
another new thing that we saw in this film is the unexpected brutality, right? Psycho 1 was pretty bloodless. It was black and white. They didn't really show bodily damage. Chocolate and when there syrup. was blood, it was almost more symbolic than real. Like when they're showing the blood running down the drain. That's like quick. It, it, yeah, yeah, that's right. Hershey syrup. In this one, we see violence, like really oh. brutality. And it felt and fine. It felt like it fit in the film. That's, what's suppo- that's what a sequel is supposed to do, especially in horror. It's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to up everything by 10 and give us more violence and add to the body count and I think that's what we got and that's probably why I enjoy this movie so much is because it's carnage eye candy it's yeah. so delicious for my eyes for my eyeballs and uh, I just oh my god I, I can't wait uh, for us to get to uh, the final cut because um we're going to divulge upon what our favorite death scene is uh, before we rate the movie. So stay tuned for that. Anyways, throughout the beginning of the movie, I was waiting to see who the catalyst was going to be for Norman's psyche, uh, his, his psyche to break, what's going to make him snap. And, uh, I was, I was I was waiting for it and I was expecting, you know, I was expecting him to go on like this killer rampage and you know, your typical slasher esque escapade because it is an an 80s movie and uh the 80s were known for the the, the slasher genre and uh well it was known for the oversaturation of slashers. I will say we kind of got some ham-fisted plot devices in this movie where uh like i was kind of thinking that i think her name was mary uh the 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 daughter loomis like i i was thinking oh it'd be really stupid if they they took like the lover route which they didn't it was kind of more um wholesome more of like a like a, oh you're you know you're a really good buddy or whatever yeah like i'd take care of you and stuff but um they took this this other route where it's like oh me and my mother were plotting to drive you insane and then i decided that i didn't want to anymore which i don't really understand why like you, you all of a sudden you had a change of heart yeah it it that doesn't work when you think about it for more than a few seconds where it's like so she got hired at this place she staged the whole thing at the payphone where no one could pick her up she kept rejecting him saying come to my house mm-hmm. and at any moment he'd be like okay yeah fine whatever go go to your friend's house and she'd be like oh i was supposed to go to his house and she kept like rejecting him outright Yet it, the idea was to con her way into his house and then to start plotting to drive him crazy. Right. And then she ended up caring about him. And I almost feel like we didn't need that extra mental gymnastic leap. You know, like she could have just been there because she cared about him. And her mom could have been this really manipulative puppeteering woman who was like really trying to just trick the daughter into ruining his life. And I don't know that she had to be so- part of it. That just didn't make sense to me. Was the mom killing people, or was it the? It feels like it. It feels like he but, killed 
some people. It feels like she may have killed somebody to frame him or to drive him crazy. It's really hard to say for sure, but it does look like it. And then the daughter kills somebody. Well, obviously, she did because we saw that. Which she was killed her mom. I don't think she killed anyone else, though. No, also, she did. She killed the, the, the psychiatrist, remember? Oh, she yeah. She stabbed there, him. There was that, like, accidental moment where he, he thought he was catching the person who was, yeah, it was a misunderstanding. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, she definitely, in like, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> him falling and then landing on the knife and the knife being driven further into his sternum. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. Brutal, was, brutal. I was expecting another... Ah, uh, I'm falling. I'm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, we didn't get something cheesy like that. We because because it's the '80s now, and it's not held back. The effects aren't held back, and um, we got some pretty dope ass kills. Uh, stuff that I was not expecting to see, but we got it. Yeah. And um. I'm still trying to put together who killed who and it, who... it warrants a rewatch to really yeah. let it all settle. Because I wasn't, I, I saw the, the the time limit of how how long this movie was. I'm like, I don't think this is gonna warrant a, a rewatch because it's so long. And and now I'm like, I kind of want to rewatch this again because I, I really like this this movie. Yeah, so good, so good. It was. It was very good. Uh, and again, it was surprising. I didn't know how they could do a sequel and make it work. But yeah, <laughs> that's how this does work. <laughs> yeah, that's how. Mm-hmm. Now I'm kind of wondering what Psycho Three is going to be like. But yeah, because um, we did get that recommended. We one of, one of the recommendees recommended Psycho Two and Three as like underrated films. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm kind of, I kind of feel like the third one is just going to be bottom of the barrel horseshit and uh it's not gonna really live up to the psycho one and two uh but it would be very interesting to see where where that's gonna yeah take the 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 the, the trilogy or whatever uh but i think i think we'll save it for another time because i don't want to get burnt out even though it is the last movie um I think I think we'll definitely save it for another time because uh, next month uh, is going to be our themed uh, undead month, March of the Dead, and uh, stay tuned for that because it's going to be one hell of a ride. Yeah, uh, I think after this episode, this is going to be the last episode of this month because I really want to get get ahead uh, of get ahead on track and have have stuff backlogged and everything so i have more stuff to work on and uh we'll have march prepared and ready to go for all of you listening so that kind of means no valentine's day uh horror movie uh, this year which oh, yeah, we I guess we, so. we we never we've never put out a valentine's day themed episode so uh yeah it's just not meant to be no, it's never meant to be. It's never you, meant to be, Brian. No. Are you ready for the eulogy? I guess I am. I, okay. I, I, I guess I am ready for the eulogy. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. May God be with this young man's soul. May Rod Lane rest in peace.
Yes. The I, answer to Psycho 2 is yes. It, yes. That's all I can really say is yes, because I'm still flabbergasted at what we got. I was expecting... I was expecting mediocre at best, and we got a little bit more than mediocre. Still, some some things that were a little bit ham-fisted. Again, re- reiterating the the whole plot line about the Loomises trying to drive Norman crazy. I was expecting somebody to treat him like shit, and there were scenes in the movie to where they were treating him like shit, and yeah, whatever. Uh, anyways. Uh, I'm going to be burying it uh, <clears throat> with I'm going to be burying it with uh, a slice of pie and two teens groping each other. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, wh- What happened to that guy? Did they ever find his body? They kind of dropped him. Poor guy. The, the only the only evidence that was there was in the toilet. Yeah, that's true. I feel like he's in the swamp. Must be. They would have um, found I'm going to lay to rest with a grilled cheese, and it's going to be wearing a wig. That's all I got. <laughs> Shovel to the back of the head. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess since we... Uh, wait a minute. Are we burying it? I guess, oh, yeah, I, mean, I guess I guess we have to uh, take a shovel to the back of the head. We could. I don't. What's stopping us, Nick? Shovel Ping. in the back of the head. Throw it in the swamp out back. That's what we're doing to it. No, we're we're keeping it in the in the house. And oh, it's yeah, going to talk to us too in a rocking chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. We can do that too. And have it staring out out the window, so it so it makes sure so it can keep an eye on us. Mm-hmm. So no filthy, dirty girls um, try to get into our pants. Yeah, you know, because we're we're a good Christian channel. Yep. Yep. Praise God. Yep. Um, I do love that line that like the the his and his all of his psychosis wants the mom to be watching him out the window, like anywhere he goes in the world, as if she can see him. That's yeah. A, that's just a great moment. Mm-hmm. I guess we're ready for voices then. Yep. Voices. Well, sometimes, that is better. Okie dokie, artichoke me. Uh, so this one is from Strong, one two two four seven eight 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 five. This was published the first of June, twenty fifteen. Gave it three stars. Entitled it. Yep. They're out back dragging the swamp again. And this is a very long uh, review, so I'm going to try to keep it short to to a degree. <clears throat> uh, he gave their favorite Norman Bates quote, which is, you're sicker than I ever was, and which is kind of interesting uh, given the uh, the rating. So... You know, you'd honestly think that after waiting 22 long years to make a sequel to the original Psycho, this film's producers, who had a sizable budget, would have seriously made an effort to put together a horror picture that was at least on par and somewhat respectful of its predecessors. But no, this didn't seem to be the case here with Psycho 2. This 
utterly dismal excuse for yet another inferior slasher film was made strictly to cash in on Hitchcock's, Hitchcock's unrivaled original. And if you ask me, with Psycho 2 being a total cash grab, this made it the worst and most damning reason for releasing such a sequel of this one's below average caliber. As expected, not only was Psycho 2's wafer-thin storyline predictable to the extreme with its repeated focus on big, sharp, shiny knives, but there really wasn't a single character in the story who was worth caring about either. No, not even that unlovable little loony Norman Bates. So, we'll keep it at that length. Um, I'm kind of... I don't see how you couldn't uh, sympathize with somebody like that, you know? Yeah, of course, they, they murdered somebody, but he wasn't in his right mind. So can you put him at fault? And that's a very interesting line that some people never dare to uh, touch with a 12-foot pole. It's like, it's it's very... The, the lines are blurred, you know? Yeah, and, and I wonder if this guy's review is coming out of some, like, moral outrage at, at sympathizing with him, or if it's more of he doesn't think that they presented um, Bates correctly. And I think there's an argument for that. I don't believe it. Without the animosity, I think that review actually is talking about, like, a pretty feasible argument that this is kind of a cash... This is certainly making money off of Hitch, Hitchcock's uh, successful movie and making it your own and... For it doesn't a, have any stylistic similarities to the original movie. And mm-hmm. Sure, you could you could argue all that just fine, um, but I I don't think it was as one note as he as he think as he thought it was. There is some consideration in the film, and it's yeah. not at all perfect, but it was very enjoyable, and I thought it was a pretty strong sequel uh, for twenty years later. I, I I liked it. I definitely did. Um, but I found him to be a very sympathetic character, Bates. I think they did a good job showing him constantly struggling to keep himself good. And that did look exactly like the moment in the first film where he was, even when he was being invited by a beautiful woman into, his, into her hotel room to eat together, he was saying, no, no way, let's eat in my office. He sets these little boundaries for himself. Like he's uncomfortable. And, and it's just very interesting that he's kind of policing himself. And yeah, that feeds into a psychosis, a dangerous one. But there is there is a there is a Bates that is well-meaning, and it's hard to tease him out from the darker side. But he is there, and the the fact that the movie decided to make that the driving force, I think, is a great decision. Even if they didn't do it perfectly, I thought nothing else really would have made this film watchable. So, yeah, that was great. Good for, good on the screenwriters. I, I wish. Uh, this guy got to enjoy it. Um, I don't know if the performance didn't do it for him, the writing didn't do it for him, I have no idea, but I don't know. Beyond that, fair enough. I have a voice from our very own Roger Ebert. Um, I have a voice and and it lives inside my head. Like soul music. I like Don't it. know what it whispered, but I think it wants me dead. Go ahead. Okay. I like that. That um, rhymed again. <laughs> yeah, it did. Okay. Um, heavily abridged review. 
Ebert says, the first thing is to put Alfred Hitchcock's original Psycho right out of your mind. There will never be another movie like it, and no sequel could possibly capture its unique charms. If you've seen Psycho a dozen times and can recite the shots in the shower scene by heart, Psycho 2 is just not going to do it for you. But if you can accept this 1983 movie on its own terms, as a fresh start, and put your memories of Hitchcock on hold, then Psycho 2 begins to work. It's too heavy on plot, and too willing to cheat about its plot to be really successful, but it does have its moments, and it's better than your average run-of-the-mill slasher film. Is Psycho 2 worth seeing? I don't think it deserves a place on a double bill with the original Psycho, although that almost certainly is how they, uh, how revival theaters will eventually will end up showing it. It is a craftsman-like piece of filmmaking with a suitably flaky performance by Perkins, but it isn't really a sequel to Psycho. It continues the story but not the spell. Wow. So he, it was very wavy with his opinion. Mm-hmm. So he didn't hate it outright. He just didn't think that it w- it could live up to the original. Yeah. So, wow. And I, I was like, expecting him to be... the story, but not the spell. I agree with that. I, I can understand, yeah, but... For for whatever reason, I I'll I'll let that um I'll I'll I'll, I'll explain at the at the end of the episode. Sure. Um, but wow, I was expecting something completely different from from him. I was expecting like I fucking hated this movie because this movie was violent. This movie was pretty violent. We yeah, got some like, pretty gruesome shots. He loves the thing, you know. Like it, 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 sometimes it's hard to tell. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, he had one moment where, um, I, you know, what? I actually, I almost want to bring the review back up just because it was um, such an interesting point. Uh, I was talking about how the beginning is is such a great way of uh, almost symbolic of the whole film of how the weird choices it makes. Ebert says. But then I should have guessed the sequel wouldn't make it, right from the pre-title sequence in which Hitchcock's original shower scene is shown, but is allowed to end before the shot of the blood going down the drain. Is nothing sacred? He's upset that they cut the most iconic scene short. They had the gall to show some of it, but not the entire thing. And kind of, kind of makes the jump from that that they didn't fully appreciate the original movie. Right. Which I think is interesting. Um, and that, 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 that ties into it continues the story but not the spell all the things that made the first Psycho film really disorienting and exciting and, and, and fascinating definitely didn't all flow into this movie which is just in, in entirely new creative hands in an entirely new creative context but given all that they, they pieced together a good movie it was a good run and um, Ebert seemed to see that you and I in our reaction were both really surprised with it because our expectations were very low. And that probably helped me like the film more because I, I was I liked the, the savvy screenwriting things they did to make this work. So, yeah, yeah well, I, I like it. I agree with him. It, it is a sequel to Psycho. Um, but it, it's also kind of you take it on its own. Yeah. And that's how you can appreciate it most effectively. So is it time to get to... The final cut. Okay, so before we give our official final slice and dice of this movie, uh, 
what was your favorite kill scene? Psychiatrist down the stairs. You love the psychiatrist down the stairs. It was the fact that I saw it happening. I knew he was going to land on the knife that was stuck at him, but I didn't mm-hmm. know they were going to make it so unwatchably brutal. <laughs> I didn't think this film from the 80s was going to show the knife just like plummeting into his body as he falls like 10 feet onto it. Yeah, that that got the... I mean, there was got another it. sequence that was very violent that almost got it, but the the brutality of that scene was very jarring and i'm so shocked that none of these felt out of place yeah so uh that's a close second for me i will say but my most favorite kill scene would definitely be the uh mother loomis oh yeah uh just i was not expecting to see the knife go from inside her mouth to the back of her head that was some gruesome shit yeah uh so i was not definitely not expecting that such such a tonal shift Mm -hmm. compared to the first movie because the first movie we hardly got any blood yeah this movie we're we're getting carnage eye candy which i love because i'm a huge slasher fan so (laughs) so it really this movie does it for me whereas psycho felt more slow burnish more artistic yeah. This one feels like like there's more anticipation for me trying to figure out what's going to cause Norman to break, how this whole ordeal is going to unfold, and uh, all the beautiful, beautiful dead bodies that we get yeah. to see. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. So, uh, so that's why I really like the movie. Much more than the first movie and I, you said that I gave Psycho 1 a 6.5 yeah well I'm giving Psycho 2 a 7.5 okay nice one step up above so it was a really like I'll definitely watch this movie again like I don't think I'll ever watch the original Psycho again unless it's like a unless somebody was like Hey, let's let's put this movie on. Okay. Just like keep somebody company and watch a watch a movie. That that that's about it. Psycho yeah. 2, I could definitely see myself watching this movie on its own terms and I can kind of see why uh Ebert would say that this is like not a sequel to the to the first movie. Because you can yeah. completely just watch this movie on its own oh, and yeah. and enjoy it. You don't have to watch the first movie. So I agree with that. Alright, so I rated Psycho an 8.5. And when I did that, I said it was by all means a perfect movie. There was not a single fault I had with it in its entirety. Brilliant, artistic, mm-hmm. it was a marvel to watch. So much creativity and great camera work. I was mesmerized by it. Um, but on like a purely subjective level, it didn't resonate with me like The Thing or American Werewolf. That's kind right. of where I landed. And for that purely subjective reason, I gave it an 8.5 instead of a 10. Because it would have been a 10. Just like The Thing would be a 10 for me. So I landed at an 8.5. Mm. This film, on the same metric, with the same considerations, it doesn't have that cinematic just masterfulness. You don't watch it and you're just in awe of the camera work and amazed by the score. 
it doesn't have that artistic layer to it where it's like just this kind of a beautiful movie that works on more than just the plot it is kind of just about the plot and then some kill sequences um i was really engaged with it because the nature of the plot was a mystery and they kept you guessing and that does work in its favor uh i wasn't left with the feeling that i just watched something spectacular with psycho i was left with that feeling I watched something that took loads of really smart, talented people coming together to make. This film feels like it had some good actors and some great screenwriters. Everything else was serviceable. And that's fine. It was a good movie. And because of that, I've got to give this one... I'm going to go with... 6.5 for Psycho 2. Really good. You know what? I might even go with... I'm going to go with seven. Solid movie. Very surprising. I'm trying not to let my surprise get into my rating because um, <laughs> my expectations were low for it. And just entirely on its own, if I were to rewatch it again, I think I would land on a seven. Really yeah. well made. The plot worked. I don't know. I, couldn't, I do not envy the person who had to make a sequel to this incredible movie. I'm really so. curious about how the next one's going to play off. Yeah. Uh, I have very very low hopes mm-hmm. even lower than the second one so yeah i guess that really that 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 that, fin- that, that finishes it up yeah or we're done with psycho 2 and uh wow i feel like we're we're better people for it we we've come out of this and uh we've grown up so so fast yeah psycho 2 uh it was a milestone in my life and it, it helped me out financially, mentally. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a beautiful film. And it solved all of our problems. World peace has been restored. I don't think world peace would ever be restored. For, to me... Also, restored. When was it there? <laughs> when was it ever... I'll tell you when it was there. It, it was there when we weren't around. I'm not talking about just us. I hear you. Yeah. And a bunch of animals in the world being half e- slowly eaten to death because nature isn't as peaceful as we think it is, though. Right? Everything is slowly... Well, there's a balance. But there isn't. But there isn't. Evolution is... is it, it, it's your biology, man. It's driven by asymmetries. An arms race. Things get stronger... There's a, there's an arm there's an arms race with with lemmings and armadillos yes. and that, that, yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> that's how evolution works you know Brian we all go a little mad sometimes <laughs> okay <laughs> condescending <right? laughs> nothing is ever peaceful all right so that 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 <laughs> that, 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 that does it for for uh yeah psycho two. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Stay tuned for our March of the Dead season because we're getting right into it with some good old classic George A. Romero. uh, Going from Night of the Living Dead to uh, Dawn of the Dead, then to Day of the Dead, the the Trifectus uh, uh, Dead trilogy, Uh, and then maybe some, some other things, but... We'll, we'll we'll figure that out as we go down the line but definitely stay tuned for those uh movies and uh yeah we'll see you guys next month absolutely all right